Welcome to the Rise Collective Podcast with me as your host, Carrie Jordan Barrett. This is a podcast devoted to incorporating ancient ways into our contemporary lives and enlivening the physical world with spirit. I hope that this episode will enable you to open a portal to remembering your unique ancient wisdom. It is my honor to hold this place together and hear stories and teachings from our relations. Before we begin, I like to make a prayer and call in our benevolent guides. We humbly give thanks for your assistance and support today. May our listeners hear what they need to hear in service of their highest good. And so it is. In this video, learn how to stay sovereign in the, pace, in the face of peer pressure or coercion. And one thing that's interesting about sovereignty is um, I look up this book, a this book, this word a lot on the internet because I like to just see the definition and uh, I'm a visual person and I just like to look at it. Um, and I looked it up yesterday and they had changed the definition. Hmm. They took out part of the definition, which is the meaning of the word. So I looked it up in my American Heritage Dictionary here, which I bought at a used bookstore. It must be 30 years old. And the definition of sovereignty is self-governing. or So um, that's happening, that words are being changed on the internet dictionary thing. I wonder why that's happening. So you need to get yourself a dictionary because now they're changing the meaning of words. That's neither here nor there. So we're gonna talk about staying sovereign in the face of peer pressure or coercion. And this is part of pillar number one of the rise effect, which is called psychic space. Um, because it has a lot to do with psychic space and with your energy body. And uh, I am able to share this about sovereignty because I am not a person who bows to peer pressure, never have been. I grew up in the 90s. I'm a 90s kid, so 90s and early 2000s. So we had the dare people coming in all the time and telling us, you know, stay off drugs. And what would you do if everybody was jumping off a bridge? Would you jump off the bridge too? And I wouldn't really say that the dare program influenced me, but that probably did influence me or indoctrinate me into some way of thinking. Um, doesn't seem to have worked with other people in my generation. Um, but I am very willful as part of my human design, and this is a gift of mine. I've never been a person who does what other people tell me to do. And, um, uh, you know, most people who know me don't bother to peer pressure me because they know that I don't give a shit what other people want me to do. I do what I want to do. And, um, a good example of that is with my home birth. There were a lot of people in my life who didn't want me to give birth at home because they thought it was very dangerous. And I thank them for their concern. And I don't care what other people want me to do with my body. I 
I literally don't care. And I don't, um, there are other ways in my life that I, I might get afraid that I'll be abandoned or I won't have love or I won't belong anymore. And that has happened to me for, for my beliefs, um, this past, especially this past year and throughout my life. I'm used to being um, ostracized and, and th- you know, thrown out like yesterday's trash by people that I care about. And that's also a gift that I can share about. It's just part, been part of my life. And that also has influenced me to say, you know, I don't, you can love me or leave me, whatever. Do whatever you need to do. Get into this teaching. So this is an important teaching about sovereignty and peer pressure because what most people do when they're receiving peer pressure, coercion, or um, pressure to do something or to not do something is they'll give too much credit to the person making the recommendation or giving the unsolicited advice or whatever it is. They'll give too much um, credence to that person's credentials, who that person is um, to them and and what the person supposedly knows or supposedly has done in their life. And they might overthink the situation, uh, kind of rehash, what would it be like if I do it this way? What would it be like if I do it that way? What would it be like if I say this or that? And kind of rehashing imaginary situations and occurrences in their mind. And then they also might start to become afraid and fearful of the impact that saying no or doing the opposite thing of what's being recommended, what that impact will have on the relationship. If, if they might lose love or they might lose approval or they may not belong anymore if they say no. And when, when people do any version of these, and there might be other things that people do um, that I'm not naming when they are receiving peer pressure, but when they do this, <clears throat> they allow their inner wounded child to take over the entire experience and drive the bus of their life. Now, wounded children are not sovereign. Um, the, a wounded child is an archetype that lives within all of us. We all have a wounded child, but if you're letting it drive the bus, then you're in trouble because the wounded child hasn't learned to cultivate personal power. They'll, they're still controlled by the past and by psychic cords that, that they care about. And, uh, and wounded children and people who allow the wounded child to drive the bus of their life, they have lots of leaks in their energy body. And that will leave them very vulnerable to energy siphoning by outside forces. And this is a shamanic term, this energy sh- siphoning. Um, it's always been a thing and it's really ramping up these days. So those outside forces that could be siphoning energy, uh, they really enjoy the energy of fear, especially those dark forces. So those forces could be seen, they could be unseen. They could be spiritual, they could be physical. Um, A regular old person probably doesn't even know that it's happening. Um, And so that's why we need to be conscious of 
what archetype within us is driving the bus of our life and our experience. So if you are a healer or a shamanic practitioner or a spiritual teacher of any kind, you need to stay sovereign because you have a responsibility. You are working for your community. And if and this powerful responsibility, you have this powerful role that you have as a healer or a practitioner or a teacher or some such um, spiritual, religious um, position in your community that you have, people are looking to you for guidance. And if you are letting your wounded child drive the bus, and if your energy is being siphoned, you're putting your entire community in danger. I talked to someone the other day who's a very powerful healer who said something like, um, if I bow to this pressure, I would know that I'm doing something wrong, something wrong for me because she's been um, adamant for a long time that whatever we were talking about is not right for her. And she's receiving a lot of pressure from people that she cares very much about. Now, you can, can't betray yourself in any circumstances. You can't give up your authenticity for approval from other people. And this is one of the, the challenges of being, you know, a spiritual leader is it can be lonely at times, right? We are the ones who go out. We are the ones who are listening and we need space. We need time to listen and come back. If we are giving up our personal power, our ability to listen and come back and uh, it it's vulnerable. We're putting the entire community in danger by allowing that um, siphoning of our personal power. So that might be what you're doing right now or considering doing right now. And, and so we'll talk more about it here. As Michael Harner says in his book, um, The Way of the Shaman, in shamanism, this is his quote, in shamanism, the maintenance of one's personal power is fundamental to well-being. The maintenance of one's personal power is fundamental to well-being. And that could be well-being of the self, well-being of the, uh, re the relationship between the spiritual world and the material world, well-being of the community, like I was just talking about. So personal power is complete in itself. It requires no energy siphoning outside of itself. This is my personal power, right? My sphere is my personal power. It doesn't matter who you are or what you do. You can always cultivate your personal power. You don't need to be a healer or any such thing. When I say personal power, I don't mean personal, I don't mean power over other people. It's very different from power over. Power, personal power comes from within. Personal power is sovereignty, which means self-governance. When we operate from sovereignty, we are not controllable by any visible or invisible outside forces because everything is coming from within and from source and sources within, right? Like this. 
It's like a pillar connecting to Father Sky, Mother Earth. However, many adults in our contemporary society are still embodying and um, calling in that archetype of the powerless wounded child. And some characteristics of the wounded child is that they often can't welcome their own experiences or accept what they find within themselves um, or accept, you know, painful things that they see outside of themselves because they are holding on to behavioral and emotional patterns and beliefs from their childhood. Wounded child, child, wounded children can often continue to blame other people and their parents for how life turned out well into adulthood, like into their 40s, 50s, 60s, and beyond. And they're not sovereign, right? A child is not sovereign. And if, if your wounded child is um, driving the bus of your life, then you're not going to be sovereign either. And they have a, a, a child hasn't yet learned to cultivate personal power and they're still controlled by the past and by psychic cords that are connected to people from their past and people that they care about, excuse me, or cared about. And this this connection of psychic cords and this being controlled by the past, it can leave a lot of leaks in the energy body and um, leave people vulnerable to the energy siphoning from outside forces. So now that we've talked about what all of that is, we're gonna fix this with a few shamanic skills and distinctions. So. Here are some of the communication steps that I will be teaching in the communication workshop that I'm working on the, um, the curriculum for. I'll let you know when that is part in the mystery school and the sovereign, this is also part of the sovereignty masterclass, which is almost complete with the curriculum. I'll let you know when that is going to be in the mystery school and available. So here are the steps. First, you really want to slow down. And you can even say something like, I want to slow down here. And the reason why you want to slow down is because you don't want to rush through this um, conversation with someone who is peer pressuring you because you, you might miss something that's happening, something unconscious. And so while you're slowing down, tap in. See how it feels in your body to receive the peer pressure, to receive the coercion or the recommendation or the unsolicited advice to do something or to not do something from someone who you potentially really care about or someone who really cares about you or both. So slow down and see how it feels to receive. And the second thing is you could say something like, thank you for your concern. Thanks for your recommendation. Thank you for sharing this with me. I appreciate it. And the third one, I want you to have some distinction and be careful around this because if you, if this is a new process to you, if you are, are actually not quite strong in your sovereignty, then this step could throw you off potentially. So 
couple options for this step are access your curiosity. If it feels right, you might ask some questions like, you said X, Y, and Z. Could you tell me more about that? Um, and just be curious instead of try to be right, right? And other option for this step is to reveal. You could reveal something about what you're noticing in your body, how it is for you to receive the recommendation or the coercion or the peer pressure, whatever it is. So like I said, you wanna be discerning about this because the person you are curious about or revealing to might start to try to convince you. They might start to um, consciously or unconsciously try to manipulate you. And you might be vulnerable to that. The fourth step is you could say something like, I appreciate you taking the time to share all this with me. I'm not open to sharing more about my choice with you. I will decide what's best for me. Stop talking. This is like sales. You don't want to talk and talk and talk. Just stop talking. And um, a thing flashed that distracted me on the computer screen. So you just want to stop talking. And if the person continues talking, you can repeat this step as many times as you need to. I'm not open, I'll decide. I'm not open, I'll decide. That's it. There's no more discussion if you're not engaging in the discussion, right? So when you're following these steps, you'll stay connected with the person that you care about because you're approaching with positive regard. And that should actually be probably step number one is approach with positive regard. Perhaps you want to approach this conversation with the idea that this person cares about me. Um, they're, they're taking the time to make a recommendation because they think I'm doing my life wrong, <laughs> right? And they want you to do your life right because they think they know what's right for you and they want you to do the right thing. So that's nice of them in a way. And they're not respecting your personal sovereignty and, and that they actually, nobody knows what's right for anybody else except for a person choosing. That's what I believe. So you approach with positive regard and you'll stay connected with this person and still stay in your personal power and sovereignty while being in connection with them. But if you leave the door open, if you keep talking, in that last step and you leave the door open for more badgering and more harassment, then that's what you're gonna get. And it will likely wear on your personal power. So that's the, that is the process. And I hope this really supports you in um, just making sure that you are making decisions for yourself that you are passionate about, that you feel you got to choose. Because that's what sovereignty is, right? Self-governance. And like I said, I have a few workshops and masterclasses on these topics coming out, communication masterclass. That might not be a masterclass, but more of a class, like a workshop. 
And then the um, sovereignty masterclass will certainly be a masterclass. So I will get on my email list, first of all, <laughs> and the link is in the description below. And I will let the email list know when the sovereignty masterclass is coming out. It'll be soon. I'm almost done with the curriculum. Okay. I will talk to you soon. I hope this supports you. Share it with a friend if you know someone who is dealing with this and click the like button. Let me know in the comments what your takeaways are. Talk to you soon.